presented by XFL2K.com with your host, Tron Hawkins. Welcome to This Is Us XFL Podcast. I'm your host, Tron Hawkins. Um, first off, I know it's been a while since I did a show, and I apologize. Let me tell you what happened. Um, you know, it was kind of looking like that the XFL was going to, you know, announce the coach per week. So I was going to do an episode per week, thinking that, you know, that'd be enough. I didn't want to do too many episodes. I want to, you know, like I did begin with, I'd put out a lot of episodes. I didn't want to over, you know, over thin myself out. You know, I work as a respiratory therapist. Um, I'm with my family a lot of times. So I didn't want to, you know, spread myself too thin and do multiple episodes. I was like, I'm afraid to do an episode. And then a coach get hired after another one. Um, so I waited and waited and waited. The original plan f- was for me to do a catch-up episode today. I was going to do a catch-up episode about all the news that has came out with XFL, about the presidents and the uh, coordinators stuff getting hired. And I plan on doing that next week. But yesterday, the AAF folded. And this is not a bashing episode by any means. You know, I'm going to say some stuff, negative stuff about them, but not not in a, in a bad way. Um, just, you know, stuff that happened. This hurts everybody. This hurts football fans. You know, I got AAF DVR because I'm always busy. Um, trust me, I'm gonna be watching XFL live though. Um, I haven't watched any of the game, not many of the games. But I'm gonna keep it on my PlayStation View, and I'm gonna go back and watch the games. I need my football fix. Um, I'm gonna get sad knowing there ain't no championship game at the end, or no big game at the end, or no Super Bowl. But I will watch it. You know, I'm gonna leave it on my DVR because that's history right there. It's a league. But what happened yesterday? It hurts. It hurts the coaches. Um, hopefully, people like Spurrier. And Singletary and some of them find jobs, uh, Mike Martz, especially in St. Louis, in the XFL. Um, Steve Spurrier said, don't, you know, don't count him out on doing that. Um, but it don't only just hurt the coaches, it hurts the players. You know, let's think about the players that this was their second chance. Look at Trent Richardson. You know, he wasn't getting a lot of rushing yards, but hell, he had double-digit touchdowns already. And we'll talk about some of the players I think uh, would be good in the XFL here in a few minutes. And, you know, this ain't getting talked about a lot. Let's think about the podcast, the AAF podcast people. People like the Shipyard. People like um, Crown Loyal. We got the Express uh, podcast. I can't remember the name of them. Uh, I apologize. The All Aboard AAF crew. We got, I mean, these people that do, do, that do their podcast, uh, like I do, uh, like this is XFL show. Um, people that do websites, that's XFL 2K or XFL board. Um, for the AF, they they don't have nothing to do now. Like they lost their thing. And and as XFL fans, I like to think um, it's something you know if we were competing against each other next year and our league folded, that the AF fans would be like, "Look, we're well, sorry this happened to y'all. You know you don't deserve it." And you know the, the on field stuff wasn't bad. Let me, this is what happened. The AAF story is simple. They took money from the wrong person to begin with. And the guy backed out. And then they took money from the devil the second time. Tom Dundon is a piece of shit. He made players who played for him pay, and I'm getting this letter too, pay for their own way home. Players came to the hotel from practice yesterday with their shit waiting for them in the lobby. Because they had to leave. They can't even stay in the hotel anymore. After a long practice, they had to figure out how the hell they was going to get home. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. Tom Dunnan's an idiot. One, who the fuck? Who the fuck? And excuse my language. Once about get a hockey team in Carolina. I mean, seriously. Seriously. Let me tell you. 
The XFL had a good money plan to begin with. And I don't mean this in a bad way. This Again, this ain't a bashing episode. Vince is the only one putting money in it. He's the only one that can pull the plug. Think about that. He learned the first time. Last time was a 50-50 split with NBC. When NBC withdrawed, as they lost money, Vince wanted to keep on, but there wasn't no money left in it, and he couldn't find nobody to put on TV. If they NBC would have stayed, we'd still be talking about the XFL maybe for another season or two after that. What happened was they took money from the wrong guy. The guy took it under, I think, false pretenses. He, I mean, he gave the money, I'm sorry, under false pretenses. They thought, Bill Palladium said this, they thought that he would put in enough money to keep the league going to the end of the year. They can pay off their creditors. Him and Eversol thought that. No. What he did was he took the money, and he knew that if he didn't get a deal with the NFLPA to be their minor league, he was going to take the money from it. Why put that much money into it just to take it away? He didn't just take away jobs. He took away something people enjoyed. He took football away from football fans. And even though we're XFL fans, and if you're listening to this, I'm sure you are, we should be pissed off for the AAF. We should, you know, stand up for them too as our friends. You know, we had a lot of back and forth with them about how the AAF's better, the XFL's better. It don't matter right now. What matters is... Their league is gone, and it's not gone because, you know, they didn't have fans. You know, they they didn't have a lot of fans of the game stuff. They might not have a lot of people watching, but they had diehard. The fans that were, were fans. And for that, we should stand up with them and go, you know what? We're with y'all. We are with y'all. We've been through this before in 2001. Maybe not to the public, you know, the public way that this has gone down. You know, people seen the Wild on the Wall last weekend. We thought it was possible. Here's an idea. You had two weeks left in the regular season, two weeks left playoffs. Pay the money and let them finish the season with some dignity. Orlando could probably beat uh, the Giants or somebody. I mean, maybe not, but they would give them a game, like one of the lower-end NFL teams. I think Orlando could give them money for the money. I think they could. Who? Okay, we should have knew they was in trouble when they moved the game from Vegas to Frisco, Texas. We should have knew then. We should have known. But we want to see a championship game. I think we should have. I think we should have seen a championship game that would. It would have been Orlando, I believe, Orlando and San Antonio. You know, we 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 wanted to see it. I I don't watch AAF that much, um, but I would have. I was. I already planned on watching the playoffs. Like I've already planned on it, um, just to see what happens because I love championship games and stuff. I mean, I, I do. I love I, stuff like Super Bowl and WrestleMania and the WrestleMania Championship game. Look that. Always loved it. Final Four, World Series. Uh, so I would have watched it. But the fact this guy comes in, gives money, gives hope, lied to Eversol and, and Poland. You can't convince me otherwise. And just pulled the plug for no reason. Even the NFL guys was like, why did you do that for? Like, even the NFL people was kind of surprised. Like, why, why do this, Dundon? I know you ain't going to listen to this. Cause I doubt you even know how to work a fucking phone, you idiot. But wh- why why do that? So let me read a couple articles. Uh, I'll quote the people. Um, I'll give them credit, of course. This is from the Athletic. It's by Daniel Popper. It's a look it up. It's called "Complete and Utter Chaos." A look inside the final days of the AAF. Uh, they followed the Atlanta Legends. Um, they you know they returned um, Tuesday afternoon uh, to their. Cortland Marriott, um, after they went to the, the practice at the Milton High School, 
Um, there was a hotel and living quarters. Uh, it was a hotel and it started living quarters and um, its training facility. Uh, meetings was held in the hotel rooms and all that stuff. They had a, they worked out in the rehab center and stuff like that. At 12.41, the news broke on social media with a tweet from Pro Football Talk. All of the uh, at the AAF football operations will be suspended the next few hours per sources with knowledge of the situation. League is not voting, but it's heading that way. Not long after that, the Legends players would get notifications on the alerts on the phone. One minute they were pursuing their football dreams, the next they were jobless with no information about exactly what was transpiring. These people, they signed through your contracts. So they just assumed that um, they was good for the next three years. Like, this is their dream. It was, I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's pro football. It might not be the NFL, but it was their second chance to get there. Everybody deserves a second chance. And they had theirs taken away from them from an f- f- egomaniac. A billionaire with money. Players started looking at each other in disbelief. Could this really be happening? 15 minutes later, they was called into a team meeting in a large multi-purpose room on the first floor. Legend general manager Bill Devaney, sorry if I said that wrong, stood up in front of the team and relayed what he knew. Team personnel was scheduled to get an email at 5 with more details. Until then, everyone had to simply wait and see. Coaches and staffers received the email at 5 p.m. None of the players received it. The players didn't get to see that they was getting fired. Here's what uh, the letter uh, read. Unfortunately, after careful, careful consideration, the board has decided to suspend operations of the Alliance and making football effective immediately. As part of this process, we expect to keep a small staff on hand to seek new investment capital and restructure our business. Should those efforts prove successful, we look forward to working with many of you on Season 2. Why the hell do they have a Season 2 when Season 1 couldn't get finished? As follow-up to this communication, we will reach out to the personnel who will be involved in that continuation effort. For those employees whom do not, we do we do not contact direct, uh, individually to discuss an ongoing role. Your employment is terminated Wednesday, April third, which is today, two thousand nineteen, and you will be paid through that date. All the players got an impromptu email at four thirty, thanking them for enrolling in a tax-free benefit account, a health insurance program for employees who have either been terminated or those who work hours that have been reduced. As of late Tuesday night, Legend players still hadn't uh, been uh, officially informed of their contract terminations. They didn't know if they would be allowed to sp- spend the night in the hotel or not. It would appear that they would have to travel back. Uh, it would appear that their travel back home would not be paid for, which is bullshit. Injured players would have to file for workers' comp in the coming days and weeks. This is a shit show. Dundon took over a league that needed some money, purchased it pretty much, and then just ran it into the ground. Granted, without him, it probably wouldn't be alive anyway, but he could at least help the players get back home. Bullshit. They waited for a team meeting Wednesday morning to learn their fates. There, they finally learned that they had been fired. It's complete and utter chaos, a source said. The AAF has not responded to a request for a comment. An email arrived in the player's inbox at 1047 Wednesday morning, detailing specific health and unemployment insurance as well as tax forms. Thank you for all your amazing contributions and efforts to date. The AAF's human resource team wrote, We are here to support it through the process. It's it's really just a sense of awe, another source said. This possibility was always on the horizon. It says League Chairman Tom Dunn, the owner of NHL uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Fuck you, Tom. 
They missed $250 million in the AAF in February. Told USA Today last week that discontinuing the league was an option if the NFL Players Association didn't commit to giving the AAF's young players. To giving the AAF young players. The way he said, if they couldn't be NFL's developmental mentor, there's no sense for them being there. That said, the players, uh, a source said, the players and teams didn't expect it to happen so abruptly. Six days ago, the Athletics spent a day with the legends to gather behind the scenes to look inside the world of the players, coaches. Now it serves as a disheartening testament to the opportunities and hopes Dundon uh, smashed the smithereens with one swift decision. He was the board of directors. It was nobody else's decision. Uh, every saw in them was even like trying to sell the XFL to Vince and please buy this. Help us. And Vince said no. Um, he done didn't take into consideration families that got uprooted to play football. He didn't take into consideration the dreams of these players, the coaches, all this stuff, the fans. He was like, you know what? I'm done with this new toy. It's not what I thought it was. I'm gonna take it back. Fuck it. And that's BS. Is BS what he did? So another story. Um, AAF, uh, NBC put out, uh, CBS put out, which was a home. Uh, what went wrong and what happened next following the league's sudden shutdown? The AF had potential, it said, to succeed. The first month saw a lot of rough subpar football because teams were still developing chemistry and timing. You know, they, they tried to slap this league together to get ahead of the XFL. Let's be honest. AAF fans know that, so y'all can be honest with me. That, you know, it was kind of rushed to compete with the XFL, and I don't blame Charlie for trying. You got to get a jump on these players. And uh, hopefully a lot of these players get in the XFL. They deserve it. At least even the NFL. Uh, but on the field, products started taking off, you know, around midway. Um, games were more exciting. Overall, quality of play was improving because they had time to jail. Kind of like the XFL. The first few games was awful, and by the end, you know, there's some pretty good football being played. Ultimately, the system was working, as is evident the fact that the, they were players emerging who are good enough to play on Sundays. It just needed time, it says. Dundon wasn't willing, wasn't willing to give that time for the reasons that only he knows. The AAF and NFLPA were in talks to use practice squad players in the AAF, developing them in the spring, so they were better prepared and in shape for the XFL training camps. Though logistical hurdles remained about player safety and future contract, um, both sides agreed in agreement that that deal could be could be could be made at some point in time. Uh, that apparently wasn't quick enough for Dundon, um, who perfectly rushed. What could have been amounted to years in negotiating with the NFLPA in a, to a few weeks. Anyone with even a rudimentary knowledge at NFL knows that this kind of stuff takes time because there's so much red tape to, you know, get through. Uh, the way the NFL collective bargaining agreement is structured, the soonest AF, AAF and NFLPA could have partnered, uh, could have paired, I'm sorry, was not for another couple of years. He didn't want to wait. He didn't want to, you know, do it by the book. He wanted to rush through it, make some money, because he's a fucking greedy fucktard, and get it now. He wanted a now, 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 me, me, me thing, and um, he wasn't ready to wait. But at the end of the day, it was Dundon's money. In this case, his 70 million that he was eating. And he is able to make the calls to spot pushback from AAF CEO Charlie Ambersall and head of football Bill Polian. Numerous people inside the AAF Front, from the front office personnel to coaches express how utterly blindsided they are at Tuesday's news that all football operations will be suspended immediately. Dundon's threats to potentially shut down the league as well as laying off employees came without warning of con- consolation for those who contracted to work under Dundon. As of last weekend, week 8 of the AAS season, the general feeling was that was that calls for the sun had passed and the business would continue on as usual. Then, Monday, Dundon re- reiterated that he would act as the future... Uh, 
excellent future of the league in earnest. One of one AAF general manager told CBSSports.com on Tuesday afternoon that he had no idea what was going on. CBSSports.com was ultimately told that Dundon had a different vision for the league when he took control of it, other than people inside the AAF, which was one of the many factors leading to his decision to shut it down. He wanted it to be developmental. He wanted it to work with the XFL. Oh, NFL, I'm sorry. I think the reason why he took the money in because he thought he can get in with the big wigs of the NFL and, you know, potentially maybe buy a team one day. I mean, it's just a theory. He thought he could rub shoulders with some NFL guys, and that's probably the best way to do it. He didn't, he didn't want to wait, though. He wanted it now because he's greedy. He wanted a deal now, and knowing that the NFL couldn't. At the end of the day, he is a hockey owner, and he probably runs that team like shit, too. For those Carolina fans, Hurricane fans out there, which I doubt, if there's any fans, though, even NHL fans, if there's any fans out there, let me know how much of a shit show you think um, Carolina Hurricanes is. Uh, he had no business going near football. He he had none. He had none. I know, I, and people want Vince. Oh, Vincent Man don't know about football. He knows business though. This man obviously don't. I mean, he's just a tech guy, and that owns a fucking hockey team in the South. And I own beachfront property in Idaho. You know, I mean, come on, come on. He had no business going near football. He had no idea what he was doing. I mean, some of us say Charlie Ebersaw might not either, but he learned from his dad. And that's why he had Bill Poley and Heinz Ward and all them. And hopefully they come to the XFL. We need more football minds. His idea, let's XFL secede to stick at the Dundon. Let's XFL secede to show people, one, spring football and work, and two, that the XFL, the AAF might have been on the too. You know? It can work. This sucks for the XFL in a way because we... As XFL fans know that it's different from AF, but casual fans don't know that. Why would casual fans get into it going, oh, well, I want to get excited for this, but is it going to be here next week? Honestly, that's why I don't even watch real TV other than sports and wrestling. That ain't never going to get canceled. I hate getting on the TV shows to get canceled next week. That's what a lot of these AAF fans um, probably feel like. Uh, this is Who to Blame. Um, I'm just reading this story again on CBS Sports. Let me give you a writer. It is by... Please have an easy name. Uh, ben Kuchival. Thank you, Ben. He said there's not one person uh, who carries 100% of the blame, but Dundon, Ebersaw, and Poland have taken it to, in the teeth on the radio shows and social media, and to be sure, there's blame to be where it's merited. Dundon shut the damn thing down. There's a major question as to why he would invest so much money into only to back out less than two months later, aside from the fact that it's his money and he can do whatever the hell he wants with it. Which, in, which is a huge fact people would have jobs today if he didn't decide to shut it down. Therein lies a point that often gets lost in the macro outlook on success of failure. The people on the lower rungs of the ladder often get it worse of it. Multiple AF coaches told CBSSports.com that the biggest threat they have are not for themselves, but for the assistant, video, training, PR, front office, and all the other unnamed staff members who stopped their lives to give the AF a shot under the premise that they had at least a couple years of job security. Think about this. People like Brad Tillis and Michael Vick left before the season started. It makes you wonder, and I wish we could talk to them, did they know something? Like, did they know that this was going to be a shit show? Is that why they left? Because they're like, look, this is only going to be around for two months. Why am I here? Why, am I, why do I want to put my name on something that's going to fail? 
According to a letter written by the AAF board, Dundon, final paychecks will be given this week and health insurance will run through the end of the month. And then that's it. What an asshole. And if Inibus, and if Ebersaw had to do it all again, he would likely think twice about whether he wants to yield that much control over the company and so on, no matter how much money they can invest. One thing that doesn't make sense is the notion that AF was rushed. This had been a company for three years and it just went to market with on-field product this spring. That's BS. That is BS. It there was no way this was in discussion before the XFL. The way they talked in that lawsuit, go check out my uh, episode a couple episodes ago, Project Phoenix. I think some of that was BS. Let's be honest. However, the decision making at the top between the execution of it all and the differences of vision is what resulted in the thing going south. Was there a financial crisis? Is that why the AAF yielded so much power to Dundon? Yes and no, it says. The, AAF, uh, the idea that the AAF couldn't make payroll without him was false. There was money in the bank for employees in week two. Around the time, Dunning agreed to inject the league with cash. The payroll issue was, and hold your office space jokes, please, a glitch in the system that resulted in some players not receiving their checks on payday like they normally got. However, one GM told CBSSports.com later that the errors in the system had been fixed. The timing of this issue coupled with Dunning's arrival created a juicy narrative that wasn't quite how it was portrayed. That being said, Dunning was indeed brought in because of concerns about long-term liquidity. Liquidity. I'm sorry, I suck at this. As a successful businessman with a variety of ventures, including ownership of the Carolina Hurricanes, he was attractive auction for the AAF. With $250 million, which is what Dunn initially pledged to infuse, he would give the league three to four years of stability it had promised its employees. He was brought in so that the AAF could keep their promise that they would be around for jobs. And if you think about it, um, Dundon made them look like liars, and there's people out of a job right now. The fact that Dundon was needed, the term godsend was used by sources more than once, certainly raises legitimate questions about the league cash flow and expenses. CBSSports.com was told by a source that multiple vendors had not been paid when Dundon arrived. As part of the agreement, Dundon was named the chairman of the AAF board, but in reality, he was the board. There wasn't no board before he got there. He agreed to give them money, if he had the power, he bought his own power in the league. Um, this said, uh, it said the Dundon essentially by the AF to obtain app technology. It says, let's put this rumor and other rumors to bed. CBSports.com was told that Dundon did not become the owner of the AF to essentially steal the technology in the league's app that could be used down the line for betting or fantasy football purposes. For that, for that, all, for all that Dundon controls, he does not have the intellectual ownership of that asset. Furthermore, the idea that XFL was involved with the ASL's demise is a stretch, to say the least. XFL owner Vincent Mann has a history with Ebersol's father, Dick, from their days at NBC Universal. Um, the, the two families have been hosting XFL and AF were never meant to be competing leagues. In fact, the source closed AF told CBS Sports Com that two leagues had been in discussions about a possible merger. It says, Can AAF been saved? It seems unlikely, but it is possible. Um, you know, it said that it did say the door would be left open. For a possibility come back. Um, this sucks. Uh, you know, I see a lot of backlash to Dundon, and he deserves it. Um, on Twitter, on Facebook, and all that stuff. Um, you know, Bill Polian um, talked about how just disappointed he was in this whole situation. Um, how he thought that he kind of that how they kind of got hoodwinked um 
how they got hoodwinked by um father's man and i agree he they got um they got screwed over by this guy he they went in there thinking it's gonna be one thing and he gave them something else he he they thought he was along um for the ride he thought that they was um they thought he was gonna be what they needed that that he was going to, you know, he locked their strategy and he wanted to go a different direction. He wanted to be a, a minor league for the X, NFL or nothing. Um, this is the XFL statement on the AF. We have said all along the success or failure of other leagues will have no impact on our ability to deliver high quality, fast paced professional football. The XFL is well, well funded. Vince put in a shitload more money. Um, it's crazy. He put in money right around this time this rumor started. He's like, look at me. I have money. <laughs> We have ability. Uh, we have time for kickoff to execute our business plan, and we will soon announce a national broadcast and cable schedule that makes it easy for fans to find our games consistently every weekend when we will launch next February. There's no doubt that avid football fans want more, and we're excited to get it going in 2020. Um, it also says uh, Darren Robel said sources say that the XFL is interested in acquiring a variety of uh, AAF apps. Uh, Assets, you know, team names, uh, you know, going to the cities, I think it's a great idea. Um, I think it's a wonderful idea, especially San Antonio and Orlando. San Antonio was rocking the San, you know, the Alamo Dome. Derby has history there. Um, so I think it's a good idea, you know, maybe to think about it, team names, stuff like that. I think we need to get these coaches in there. I think we need Steve Spurrier. Um, I know Tampa's kind of taken. I, we definitely need Mike Martz in St. Louis. We need him there. St. Louis wants him there. I think it would be a great idea if that happened. All right, let's talk about a couple players. Not quick. Um, Phil needs quarterbacks. Let's get Garrett Gilbert. You know, he was leading the league in yards, uh, uh, passing yards. I think he'd be great. Um, and Orlando was just killing it. They had 3,109 yards. Um, let's let's get him. Let's get Walford, Perez, Woodrum, Woodside. You know, that's gonna be good players. Uh, let's get uh the main guy I want to see, Charles Johnson, who was leading the league in receiving six hundred eighty-seven yards, and Rashad Ross, who was just a home run threat for the hot shots. Um, let's get let's get them guys in there. Let's get them guys in there. Um, and let's 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 get these guys in a third chance. That's how I look at it. You know, we got more coaches, more players now to choose from the XFL. For the XFL. Um, and we got more fans. I want to welcome the AAF fans. If y'all want to watch XFL, y- you know, you're more than welcome. We'll, we'll be, you know, we're going to be friendly with y'all. We welcome y'all at home, <laughs> walk, um, open arms. Kind of like y'all been misplaced. We're going to take y'all in. Um, again, I'm sorry this happened for y'all. Um, that's bullshit. Dundon's an asshole. And y'all should keep tweeting them the way I look at it. Um, you know, if you, if you have a podcast of them, if you want to keep making podcasts, make one for the XFL. Um, you don't have to, but we, 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 we have a good community here. Um, and we like to welcome y'all here and, um, y'all can go check out xfo2k.com's page. Message him. If y'all are a writer, um, if y'all are writers for y'all's AAF blog, we need people, um, at xfo2k to write for us, you know, some stories and stuff. Get, get with him. Um, join our xfo2k discord page. There's some good conversation going on, uh, about AAF, um, and XFL and March Madness and all that good stuff. It's, it's just a fun page. Hang out with us. Get to you know, get to know our community. We're not all just assholes. Um, you know, like y'all probably thought we were. Um, 
So next week, I'm going to make an episode catching up by all the XFL news, all the presidents, uh, coordinators, all that good stuff. I just feel like I needed to make this. I know it ain't really XFL related, but it is spring football related. And I just wanted to, um, send my condolences to AF's, uh, players and fans. Um, pray for the families, you know, they've gotten his, you know, that uprooted and moved for a chance at their dream and they get crushed by one guy's, um, massive ego. Um, follow me on Twitter at XFL podcast, Facebook at XFL podcast. Um, XFL, check out XFL2Gay.com, um, his YouTube page as well. He'll be doing the pre-shows, hopefully. Um, hopefully they come out with some. He, hopefully he gets to go to the Houston, um, coach reveal. We're doing big things over XFL2K. And, uh, like I said, I'm going to try to come out with, you know, more podcasts and his coaches and news and stuff. If not, I'll make a catch up episode, um, every couple weeks or so. It's, you know, it's busy time. It's everybody's busy. Um, but I'm ready for 2020. I know y'all are too. Again, it sucks for everybody at the AAF, um, but keep your head up. Dunya will get what's coming to him. Thank you, and have a good night.